Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, a few days ago, a local bicyclist posted a video on YouTube that got a lot of play. It shows him, the cyclist, reporting a blocked bike lane directly to a city of Pittsburgh police officer. But instead of helping, the cop says the car is actually his and no, he's not going to move it. And the cyclist can, quote, get a life. Well, that cyclist is Armin Sammy, and he got the whole thing on video because he developed a mobile app specifically to deal with stuff like this. It's Wednesday, October 12th. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. Excuse me, sir, does that car have a permit? That's my car. That's your car? Yep. Is it allowed to be parked in the bike lane there? Yeah, I'm working. But it's not an emergency. But the bike lane is open. No, sir, you're not allowed to park in the bike lane. Okay, thanks for letting me know. Can you please move your car yeah. to one of the parking spots? Yeah. Okay, I'll wait right here until you do, sir. Sir, I was told to call 911 if there's a car parked in the bike lane. Go ahead, call them. No, okay. send the car down. Go ahead. Okay. Do what you gotta do. Okay. What's wrong with you? Seriously, what's wrong with you? You got nothing better to do than to screw with me? Is that what you're doing? Sir. I don't understand why. You're not allowed to park okay. in the bike lane. They deliver here all day. They park here. Yeah, and I okay. report all of them as well. well. Report them. Go ahead, report them, bud. Because I hear it until eleven o'clock. You want to stick around till eleven o'clock? Do what you got to do. Okay. All right. Get a life. I mean, when you were pulling up to this this truck, did you know that this vehicle belonged to a cop? You know, the vehicle that you were reporting. I didn't. I thought it belonged to the photographers who are right there. And I thought they were just using it to unload. So I was hoping they could move across the street and the cop was just happened to be there. Have you made in-person reports like this before? Because your app, Dashcam, for your bike makes reporting through the city's 311 process. It makes it a lot easier. And um, I'm not a confrontational person, so it makes it very like nice and not confrontational. But people can you know safely like see something say something without having to engage with anyone so um yeah i don't know have you ever had to do something like this where you ended up having to confront the person yeah i i actually do it all the time i think okay. it's an educational opportunity i think a lot of people just don't know your brain the bike lane is not a loading zone yeah um, I, I would say about half the time it goes well half the time someone doesn't know and apologizes the other half is the extreme opposite heavy cursing, you know, terrible things said about all bicyclists. I was gonna, like, the city itself it has become more like bike friendly in recent years, but there have been um, you know, some pretty tragic accidents that have happened. I'm thinking in, in like East Liberty on um, Penn Avenue, it was years ago, but there are bike lanes, there's bike boxes at some of the lights. What did you see that the city wasn't doing um, that made you wanna make the app? I think the, the city, there are people in the city who care a lot about the issue. Everyone I've spoken in the city tr treats it seriously. Uh, there just doesn't seem to be either enough money or political will to make the changes that we know we need. So the, the, there's a common phrase that bicyclists say that paint is not protection. Right. right? Uh, just painting a bike lane doesn't keep cars out of it. And in Pittsburgh, even flex posts are not protection. People are constantly just driving over flex posts to get into the bike lane. I hear that you developed this app partly because of your partner and the experience that they were having um, biking to work during the pandemic. So what was going on for them at the time, too? 
Yeah. So they were biking from Lawrenceville to the South Side. And every day there was a different horror story. She would come home and tell me, you know, today I got catcalled. And the next day she'd be like, you know, I think once someone threw a water bottle at her. Um, That's you know, an active a, Wow. Right. Uh, you know, and if there's a car in the bike lane, sometimes she'll, you know, go into the driving lanes and then someone will honk at her saying, get in the bike lane. She's like, but it's literally blocked right now. Um, and so I, I just wanted her to have some uh, some way to share the stories with video. Um, just, I think it makes it more powerful when you're not just telling it, but you have the, the proof, right? Yeah, especially now that I feel like the, that's what we've, our whole culture now is, is you got to get it on video. Um, I, I think the impact helps, you know, it helps at least raise awareness that, that this is becoming a problem. Um, what exactly does the Dashcam app keep track of? Yeah, so it's there as assurance, right? If you get hit, you can prove that you weren't at fault. Yeah. Um, I moved to Pittsburgh in 2019 and I was hit by a car in Pittsburgh three months after getting here. So I immediately knew that it was just not the safest biking city. Yeah, I mean, thankfully you're okay now. What happened if, uh, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, and I, I wish I could find the police report, but here's an interesting thing in Pittsburgh. If you don't get in the ambulance and go to a hospital, it doesn't count as a crash. And so huh. the data just isn't online. So I can't point anyone to this data because they don't think that getting hit by a car is serious enough as it is. So you walked away with, I assume, just minor injuries. Minor injuries. And I the police were called uh, at the driver's mm -hmm. request. Um, and the police told me that there's no evidence that I didn't accidentally run into the side of the truck. They said, you know, you're not going to be able to win that insurance claim, uh, which is so bizarre to me. Like, how does someone run into the side of the, a truck? Like, Thinking it, that's it was a, a, a payday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're going up against an insurance company, right? They have lawyers. And as a bicyclist, like, I don't, I don't have insurance. Like, how am I going to fight that? Um, you often can't. So if that's like the worst case scenario, how are people usually using this? So they, they use it to just share those everyday stories. And I, I know my friends are surprised by how bad it is biking in Pittsburgh and how every day something happens, right? Something worth sharing happens almost every time I ride. Um, you know, something that Megan actually asked me uh, a few days ago was, uh, she said, you know, I said, you know, the app makes it easy to make 10 reports in one ride. She's like, does that happen? Are there 10 things to report in one ride? That same night, like an hour later, I made 12 reports in one day. There were nine cars parked in the bike lane and three other close calls that were worth reporting. And so, so the, just, the app keeps track of all that while you ride? Yeah, it, it's just super easy. You open the app and put it on your handlebars and it just records everything it sees. Mm -hmm. um, so the cell phone is mounted on the bike. Okay, got it. Yeah, and whenever you see something dangerous, you just tap the screen and it makes a tentative report. Then when you finish your ride, you can go through all those tentative reports and decide which ones are worth submitting to the city. Okay. Um, and then, you know, you don't have to delete any old videos. Like it automatically deletes after a few hours, the oldest videos, so. So you have to go back and look. It's not just generating something for you. Like as a writer, you have a choice. So it doesn't make any automated report. And I think that's important for equity reasons. Like uh -huh. I don't want to be building surveillance tech. So every report is something that a bicyclist felt unsafe and wanted to tell the city about. Okay. Uh, and 
I think that's an important piece, right? It's not just sending a ton of data for data's sake. Every report is someone personally saying, this was worth reporting to me. And I want to emphasize something you just said there. You built this app yourself, like you're a tech developer. I mean, I get mad at stuff about the city all the time and I wish uh, I could do something or someone would do something to change it, but you actually have the skills to do that. So what's it been like for you to be able to address something that's, you know, so personally meaningful to you? Yeah, I never intended to start a company doing this. I I quit my tech job very frustrated with uh, the world of tech and the mindset that many tech companies have. And so I decided to just spend a few months building things that I thought were good for the world. Um, And I had a few different projects, and this was just one of my hobbies. Yeah. Um, But after some time, I realized, like, people really need this. Like, the emails I get from users explaining how much safer they feel while using my app, it just keeps me going. It makes me realize that, like, this isn't a hobby. Like, this this needs to grow. This needs to be in the hands of, of bicyclists so they can advocate for themselves in whatever way that means for their community. The show today is brought to you by an incredible local resource, AIDS Free Pittsburgh, and their pledge to end the HIV AIDS epidemic in Allegheny County by 2030. If that is a cause that is close to your heart, make sure you're around for their biggest event of the summer, the sixth annual Too Hot for July. It is a party, but it is also a chance to get confidential HIV and STI testing for free. Plus info on the incredible preventative medicines we have now to keep yins happy, healthy, and feeling your most confident out on the town. So come on out to Allegheny Commons East Park on Thursday, May 30th. Yes, July is in the name, but the event is in May. Don't get confused. May 30th from 4 to 10 p.m. There will be DJ sets, a health fair and marketplace, a ballroom-inspired dance battle, cash bar, food trucks, and more. Plus, a performance by Tony Award winner Alex Newell, a.k.a. Unique, from Gleek. This is all thanks to True Tea Pittsburgh and so many folks doing the good work out here in the community. So do not miss out. Learn more at TooHotForJuly.com. I think one of the coolest things to me is that you're working with the city. Like all these reports are actually going to an organization that wants to to help, um, you know, and and wants the problems, I guess, to in some way be solved. So, what has that partnership with uh, with Domi, the Department of Mobility and Infrastructure, been like? Yeah, so that was through a program called PGH Lab, which is a phenomenal program that just breaks down bureaucratic barriers in the city. Um, so I've partnered with a couple people in Domi to get them access um, to this data. And, and what it does is it, it shows a map of all of the issues in Pittsburgh, whether, you know, for bicyclists. So whether it's a yeah. pothole or a car parked in the bike lane, it just shows where the worst areas are and where the most reports happen. Uh, and then they can use that data to decide where their new infrastructure would have the biggest impact. So where adding flex posts would help the most, for example. I can imagine the pothole report must be like just ridiculous. Yeah. So I usually on a bike, you can see a pothole and it's not an issue. But where it's really an issue is when it's raining because the road surface just looks even. Yeah. And when you fall into these like foot deep potholes, like and there's a car going 30 miles an hour behind you and you fall over, like the potholes are much more dangerous on a bicycle than on a car. Have they fixed anything like, you know, as a result, are there any... Yeah, examples yeah, of that. Yeah, the, 
the, the city fixes things all the time. So, you know, potholes, of course, like they, they have a system for figuring out how big the pothole is and they, they do those on a regular schedule. Uh, but even Penn Ave, if you look at the hazard map online, you'll see that between 10th and 11th Street was where the most cars were parked in the bike lane. Yeah, uh, They added two or three flex posts in the middle of the bike lane to stop cars from driving down. Uh, and the reports basically stopped. Uh, and so, you know, this data comes from all sorts of places, but, you know, the Dashcam app was a contributor to this data and it allowed the city to figure out that, hey, with three flex posts, we can make a world of difference for bicyclists. So, yeah. And the video, the video that went viral. Um, I know you got a lot of conversations stirred up online and you reported the incident, obviously, to the city. Have you heard back from anyone official? Yeah, just uh, 30 or so minutes ago, uh, got a phone call from Commander Lackner, who's the commander in the, the district that um, the, that's around the Penaf bike lanes. Mm -hmm. um, and he apologized. He said, that's not how we expect our officers to behave. And um, I, I think the issue is not just that this one officer behaved in that way. I think the issue is just even our officers who are charged with keeping us safe don't understand how dangerous it is when they block the bike lane. Yeah, And when even our officers don't know that like, it causes kids to literally bike into oncoming traffic to get around them. Uh, how can we expect the general public to respect the bike lanes when they're not? Yeah, the video, it does echo a lot of the frustrations that you know some citizens might have with their local police because of the misuse of you know authority situationally that can end in harm. So. While the police deal with, you know, their own, I suppose, what's your message to fellow bicycle riders? You want more people, you know, using your app, downloading it? Yeah. So we would love for people, it's a free app. If they, if you ride a bicycle, all you need is a, you know, $15 phone mount. You can buy them online or at Iron City. Uh, download the app. And whenever you see a hazard worth reporting, whether it's a pothole or a car in a bike lane, uh, just make a report. And that, that gives the city the data to make uh, changes that impact our lives. Thank you, Armin, for keeping our community safer. Thank you. It's great to be here. Dashcam for your bike is available for free. In the last few months, its Pittsburgh users have generated over 400 reports. But Armin says so far that data is coming from a ton of white, white collar workers, mostly headed to and from downtown. I would love to see users in other parts of the city so we can make sure that this doesn't just meet my experience as a bicyclist, but is reflective of the whole community. And he's also interested in figuring out a way to tap into an existing model. The advocacy group Bike Pittsburgh hosts these giveaways called Operation Illumination in neighborhoods like Homewood, where they give people free bike lights. Armin wants to apply that same model to bike mounts. Phone mounts are, are super cheap, so you can buy them for $20-ish online. Um, and then if I buy them in bulk, I can get them for $10 a piece. Um, so for $10 a piece, I can really equip communities with the ability to record their bike rides. We'll have links to his work and that viral YouTube video in our show notes. Some more news before we go. Mayor Ed Ganey wants more feedback from Pittsburghers about who should be the next police chief. This is on top of asking an outside firm to help do the same thing. Ganey told WESA yesterday he wants to hear from both sides, but he'll still get the final call. 
And there's a new national study that says the life expectancy of black people in Pittsburgh is three years less than a national average of 74 years old. The Black Progress Index looked at quality of life metrics, everything from owning a home to a firearm. In Pittsburgh, low home ownership and the city's public school education standards were some of the biggest factors, together taking a year off of predicted life. Previous local studies like the 2019 Gender Equity Commission found Pittsburgh was one of the least livable cities in the U.S. for Black people. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you enjoyed the show, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us love, you know, review, and of course, subscribe to our morning newsletter. Bike safe and please don't park in the bike lane. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. So we'll see you then. I appreciated your smirk there, Megan. (laughs) 